episode of Blanket Fort Books. Did that just break everyone's speakers? The like vocal recording was just a solid rectangle. (laughs) I needed to spread the spook. So my name is Rachel. My name is Whitney. And I'm Gabe. We yeah, so we're here to talk about spooky things. Happy Halloween. Mm, Halloween. <laughs> so <laughs> we are drinking milkshakes and we're all on a sugar high. <laughs> I think this is like we just really we're not going trick or treating, so we trick or treated ourselves. It's true. It's true. <sighs> so this episode, we are going to be discussing a book that we all mostly read. Looking at you, Rachel. <laughs> I didn't finish the book, okay, but like a solid 70% effort went in there. That's fine. Um, Which is Saturday Night Ghost Club by Craig Davidson. And each of us all individually watched a spooky movie that we're going to discuss too. And none of us know what the other watched. So I love that. Can't wait for that part. But for now, let's discuss what everyone has been enjoying lately. Gabriel? I will start. I have something that will throw you for a loop. You know what's really awesome that I like lately? What? Making curry. Oh. Oh, really? That's not a media. Yeah. I know it's not a media, but it's the only thing I could think of that I've really just had a breakthrough about. No, I love that. Please speak more. What kind of curry? So you get some red curry paste. Mm -hmm. Then you also just get some peppers and you get some onions and you get some... Um, you, I guess some mushrooms if you want, um, or meat if you want. I don't put meat in it. You just put that in a pan, coat it in curry paste, stir fry that, add a bunch of coconut milk, add some kale or some bok choy if you want, and then you have an amazing curry. And I make like a bunch of it all at once and it lasts forever. And then you just have rice. Yeah, amazing. that's, that's all I got to say. That sounds delicious. Can I have some right now? No, I don't have any made at the yeah, moment. Okay. I actually have a really spicy soup you could try. Ooh. Telkeen. It, it, it has pork in it, though. Oh. I eat pork. Okay. <laughs> some, some people don't. <laughs> some people do not. Um, my thing I've been into is not new. It's Forensic Files. Yes. I love Forensic Files, and I usually watch, like, at least 12 episodes at a time, and I fall asleep to it, and I normally wake up at about 4 a.m. and go, oh, it's still on. (laughs) (laughs) I love his soothing voice. It is so soothing, but, you know, I haven't even taken the time to look, to look at, to watch the new ones. You know, I just, I don't want to give up on my, my narrator voice. Oh, Yeah. That's a big change. It is. But I just love it. And I feel like eventually after like one episode, really, it's not eventually at all. I'm just critiquing everyone's miserable fails and their attempts and crime. (laughs) (laughs) We love crime. Crime. Mm -hmm. Whitney, what about you? Um, So I want to talk about a book that I just finished and it is Bunny by Mona Awad. Um, It's like probably the weirdest book I've ever read. Um, and I, I, after I finished it, like, I can't tell if I liked it or hated it, (laughs) 
but I think I liked it. Um, it's like a dark academia book about four rich girls who all call each other bunny and they're in this like weird cult and the protagonist gets like invited to one of their parties and they do weird things and they tell sex stories and like make the the protagonist name Samantha they make her like make up weird stories so they can just stare at her and then they the whole point of the book is they're like turning rabbits into men what yeah they're like doing weird magic to make bunnies explode and then a, a boy that they made knocks on their door and then he comes in and then they keep trying to make one that has like a functioning penis because they can't. Is what? this the rock, Rocky Horror Picture Show? <laughs> like kind That's of. That's what that sounds like to me. <laughs> that is a wild It's time. very weird. It's very weird. A boy just knocks on the door and then he's like obsessed with them. But if you ask them to like tell you anything about themselves, they explode. And the main narrator is like very unreliable and it's you don't know what's real and what's not. And it gets very, very weird and spooky. Wait, back it, it up. They explode bunnies into boys who can explode. Yeah, the boys can explode, too. So they like stand in a circle and they like do some weird magic shit. And then the rabbit that's in the middle explodes. Yeah. And then a boy comes in and then the boy can explode if you ask him the wrong thing or like you try to like sleep with him. And they none so of them a real have boy. Hands. Wait, so yeah. <laughs> just so are you saying the rabbit exploding creates a boy like in the Rocky Horror Picture Show, but like not the rabbit part? Like yeah. Like they make somebody and the, but they have to keep trying. They have to, to keep like, trying because one? yeah, because none of them like have a penis that works, and that's what they want is a working penis. Why don't they just For, go find a real boy? Is let I me don't get, know. What's the reason for them needing this appendage? They just want to create a boy that they can sleep with. They're all messed up, and I think they're that's the on Rocky some weird drugs. Show. Yeah. Anyway, it was very, very weird. That sounds like an adventure. I don't know if I recommend it. I think. I think I need to read it. I think it's it's only for a select group of people. Yeah, it sounds great. That randomly reminded me of a book that I started but abandoned that has nothing to do with that. What book? The Breast. Oh, I remember you telling me about that book. It's basically, I, I never remember if, I think it's like a play off the metamorphosis. I love the metamorphosis. So it's, it's a play off that because this guy is just chilling and he loves his girlfriend's boobs, <laughs> loves them. And then one day he wakes up as one boob. He's just a boob. <laughs> but he's not attached to anything. He's just a boob. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, he doesn't have eyes or anything. But he can hear. But he doesn't know why he can hear. Because he has no ears. And then like he's, I, th I think at one point, like he's in a hospital. Because they're like, what do we do? He's a boob. And his girlfriend comes in and like tries to have sex with him on his nipple. <laughs> Oh, that's what I Wait, stopped how big reading. Of a breast is he? I think he's like a human-sized <laughs> boob, like a man-sized boob. Um, well, wow. I would need to read to the end to find out if he became a human again. Well, you know, I, the whole nipple sex I stopped reading. It was just too was much. It prolonged. It was quite like I want to read this. Like it was a chunky part of the book. <laughs> 
Is anyway. this written by a man? Um, probably. I'm gonna. I mean, who? I feel like with this type of story, I, that oh, that's the only way it would make sense. I'm gonna just go get us all a copy, and we can wa- and we can read yeah, that. Yeah, so that's an episode, honestly. And I feel like that can't Absolutely. be too long of a read. Oh, it's not. It's pretty short, but even is still, is it a I, short story or a novella, <clears throat> or is it a novel? Honestly, I've blocked most of it out of my brain. I'm not sure. Is it a graphic novel? <laughs> Maybe that's your chart, your <laughs> job that to would do be that. extra weird oh and gross God. and funny. Oh, anyway, that was that. Amazing. <laughs> so I think we're going to start off by talking about the book that we all read. Almost all read. Almost all, all read. read. almost to the Throwing end. Throwing shade at you, girlfriend. Mm. I almost finished it, <laughs> no, but I'm you know, up until the point where I'm at right now, I am really enjoying it. It mm-hmm. is like kind of a good spooky read. Um, not yeah. what I thought it was going to be about. Oh, Me neither. We need the, what's the back of the book synopsis? Make one up. Um, none of us have the book in front of us. But the yeah, I don't have the back of the book because I took the dust cover off. All right. Basically, it's just some people... This kid has a weird uncle. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, it starts out with a man kind of retelling his childhood events. And he's now a very, well, he doesn't even refer to himself as a very successful brain surgeon, but he is. You can assume, yeah. He he does brain things. (laughs) But he kind of just talks about how his childhood was. He did have an uncle who was very into... The occult. Yeah. Yeah. Just everything spooky. Everything spooky. The mysterious phenomena. Yeah. He has a store called the Occultorium. Mm-hmm. I find that word very difficult to say. Yeah. That's the first time I said it out loud and oh, I wasn't confident. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> and they go on adventures and it's like he was a child when his uncle was like, let's go check out these ghostly sites. And then he makes a few friends yeah. along the way and it's kind of like a like a stand by me kind of yes. vibe. Yeah. I have that written down here. Literally stand by me or like the body by Stephen King, which is what stand by me is based off of. Yeah. Oh, like I it's haven't my favorite movies. read either of them, but like, I just know it's I like just felt it. the same vibe, it's except that Saturday night goes club is like half adult. <laughs> oh yeah. And it's yeah. totally like it was like a seventies, eighties, like throwback kind of thing. Like, almost kind of like a stranger things yeah. vibe mm-hmm. yeah so if like, you're into that that's what this is kind of about and it's canadian it's set near niagara falls and when he gets older he lives in toronto mm-hmm. which is great love canadian fiction um it's also i found it very interesting like the main theme of the novel was like memory and nostalgia and the way you remember things especially i don't think rachel got to this part but the end with the uncle talking about memory Mm-hmm. That's kind of a spoiler. What if I, I plug my ears? No, I'm just kidding. Like, are we gonna uh, go? Like, I feel like that kind of gives it away. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know. I don't think that gives anything away. It's Memory. A dangerous. <gasps> well, see, that just makes me want to go opens, read it. It opens with a quote about memory as well, and you don't really know how that's relevant until the very end. And you I don't know. I'm halfway. So. I'm a little. I'm seventy percent of the way through, and I know like something happened the whole thing is about memory though like even if you don't talk about the ending the whole thing is about jake as an adult remembering his youth and the way he remembers it 
Oh, I guess. And he oftentimes yeah. mentions how <clears throat> his memory is not necessarily accurate, yeah. but it's his memory. Things like how he thought that his uncle was a ginormous tall man, but he's not that big. And mm. just things like how he would be so scared about monsters then, but now he thinks it's funny. Like things that just like they change over time. Yeah. Yeah. It was a very interesting like coming of age story. I feel like it was very different from a lot of coming of age stories that I remember. Although near the the end, like still Jake's point of view, um, it was reminding me of Perks of Being a Wallflower. It just like gave me that same vibe, and then yeah. I got a little emotional. It was it's it was beautiful. I, and I will say from like this like the second chapter, like that that book was just kind of a depressing backdrop of my week for me. Yeah, <laughs> I will say it was not like it, it's a, it's very unhappy of a read. Like up until that, like it kind of gives you like something nice later on, but. The whole way through, you're like, wow, this is sad. And I was sad. Yeah, it was it was pretty depressing. And the writing style was really nice. I liked that. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the pacing was a little bit weird. That was my, like my only qualm with it was I felt like for such a short book, the pacing was a little bit up and down. Mm-hmm. Um, and also there was a little bit of the manic pixie dream girl trope, but not in the worst way. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it was a punishable offense. No, I don't think so. But I did pick up on it, mm-hmm. but I was like, I'm not too mad at this. If they made a film adaptation, they'd probably really, you know, go all in. <laughs> yeah, they definitely would. Mm-hmm. Um, also, unrealistic that Dove would have been on medication for, like, what I assume is bipolar. It wasn't confirmed, but that's kind mm-hmm. of how they talked about it. Because back then, they would have just passed it off as mood swings. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they medicated children for mental illness. I like I don't think like they didn't specify it. I thought it could have been something a little more severe than that. Like I assumed it was something more severe than that if it was going to if she was going to be medicated in the 70s. Well, the way they were talking about it sounded like um mania and depression. Like the way they said that she was like the sun and she would burn everything up and like the decision she was making like when she jumped on the bus and just kind of left. Mm-hmm. It was definitely like manic. Oh, okay. I guess, like, she does make harsh actions, so I could kind of gather when, like, if her mother, you know, thought neurotypical people would not do this. Mm -hmm. Um, And, like, like, it's demonstrated throughout the book, but, like, she doesn't do anything, like, too severe by any means. Because she's medicated, and that's not the main Mm -hmm. storyline. Backdrop. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to finish this book. Let me tell you that. <laughs> You're definitely like right before like the climax. Oh, I can feel it. And I'm excited. Yeah. Well, it was a really good read, but it's kind of the type of book that I don't think is great for like a book club pick because I don't have a ton to say about it. Yeah. Like it was good I and mean, it, it was sad. It wasn't really long, but it, yeah. w- it was like the perfect length for like, you know, just kind of get a book done in your free time sort of thing yeah um and i would say with its shortness like it's not a it's not a heavy read it's a light read Mm -hmm. but it's vivid enough to be almost considered a heavy read because it's depressing and graphic and gross Mm -hmm. but in a really nice way yeah it's very charming in a beautiful (laughs) gross 
charming way. Yeah, yeah it I talks agree. About a lot of, it's, it's, I'm educated about a lot of things I didn't know. In fact, I feel like I, I want to fact check some of these things because I can't believe it. Like the stuff about how the human brain behaves in surgery. I thought that was like really oh, cool. Oh, that was so fascinating when he was mm-hmm. talking about like being a brain surgeon. Like I learned a lot about the brain. My yeah. stomach churned, but I was still interested. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know the brain was like goop. I know. Like, yeah. I thought it was, like, a solid organ. Yeah. That kind of had me a little shook. I just don't like to think about that too much. Yeah, it kind of <laughs> makes my brain hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Your yeah, brain makes me afraid sore. for it. And, like, just, like, I really felt the stress of performing such a delicate surgeries. I was, like, the way it was described, I was, like, this could only be written by a brain surgeon. Or yeah. with having researched all of this stuff, it was very interesting. It wasn't, like... When you're given backstory, that's kind of um, like his flash forwards. They're kind of unrelated to the rest of this backstory you're being given because they're like distanced. But a lot of that extra description was much appreciated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also learned that the author, um, Craig Davidson, writes under an alias um, of Nick Cutter. And he writes the most like gruesome, horrifying horror novels. Mm-hmm. And he like wrote under his real name so he could write like something that was still spooky but like very very different and like more nostalgic Hmm. and i kind of want to read one of his like intense horror novels his writing style was very beautiful there was i was reading it like um on the libby app and there were so many quotes that i was highlighting Mm -hmm. yeah it was real good yeah lots of like quotable dialogue in there too yeah especially like about like parents like that sort of yeah comes to light and what you mentioned earlier the the semi spoiler <laughs> <laughs> i'm unspoiled yeah i didn't think i gave too much away uh, yeah I, don't, I definitely don't think like this is definitely not a like we'll just spoil it and you don't have to read it you have to read oh, it oh i'm yeah. reading it go through it it's happening now one thing i just want to kind of maybe i'm jumping the gun a little but with the movie that i watched for spooky movie I thought it was really strange because in the movie I watched, it referenced something I'd never heard of. And in the book we read, it also referenced that exact same event. Whoa. Whoa. And I was like, what? So do you remember them discussing the Philadelphia experiment? Yeah. So I have Wikipedia open right now because (laughs) I was like, whoa, I didn't know this was a real thing. So for those of you who don't know... Um, The Philadelphia Experiments is an alleged military experiment supposed to have been carried out by the U.S. Navy at the Philadelphia Naval Shipyard in Philadelphia. Uh, Sometimes around, it was in October 28th, close to Halloween, in 1943. Basically, the USS Eldridge was claimed to have been rendered invisible or cloaked, which is what they were trying to do to just kind of make themselves untraceable in war. Um, And then... basically it ended up being some people say it's like transported some people say it like it just it showed up elsewhere nowhere near in a very short period of time so um anyway it's spooky Mm. and it's as has to be said that some of the men on the on the crew were then fused to the ship after it had allegedly transported so some of them were fine some of them were severely disturbed some of them died and the rest of them were literally fused into the ship 
That's crazy. I can't just happen. It's alleged, though. No one can prove it. But in the spooky movie I watched, they talked about the exact same thing and had pictures of these men st- stuck. And that was supposed to be that um, Russia was supposed to be hiding these secrets because they apparently had something to do with it. I mean, I think this is a good transition. I think you should just go straight into talking about your spooky movie. Yeah, because I want to find out how yeah. how this relates to your movie. It, it doesn't. It. That's the dumb part, because the oh. movie I watched was not good. Okay, what did no. you watch? Whitney may have seen it before. It's The Devil's Pass. Nope. I don't know. Based on the... Hold on. Hikers. The Dilatov? Yeah. Oh. But I didn't know there was a movie. It's not a documentary style. Okay. It is a horror movie based on it. Oh, I've heard of it. It's I not have good. heard of it, I think. It's not good. Don't like That's sad. I mean like watch it if you want, but like I it's I wanna know more. So basically to give a little bit of a background with the Dilatov Pass, there was a group of scientists in I think it was the forties. Um, 1959 59 who went hiking in russia um i I think i forget why they had wanted to go hiking there if there had been some bizarre situations there before but basically these people went hiking um and it wasn't just a cash hike like it was like treacherous mountain like yeah middle of winter like ultimate russia experience (laughs) they went hiking here to gather some sort of scientific information and then at some point they were discovered naked outside their tents some of like all like some of them were like skulls crushed some of them had been like bruised in different areas but and like some zero explanation for what happened and others had like high radiation yeah and one of them had their eyes removed and one had their tongue removed so in the movie, there's a million different... This is a true story. That part true happened. No one knows why. To date, no one's been able to actually explain what happened. Now, in this movie that I watched, it's present day, and this crazy girl in university is like, let's go and do it again and see if we can do what they did. Oh, my God. Not one of these. <laughs> She's uh, supposed to be pretty smart, but anyway, they all go, and they're all doing it. That actually thing. did happen. <clears throat> They Somebody did? did do that, yeah, to report on it and come up with theories. I forget her name, but oh God, obviously I don't think the same in, like outcome. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize this is... Okay, cool. So anyway, so they're, they're hiking and things are getting spooky. They get up to one like transmitting tower of a radio signal there and there's a tongue in it. Like the guy who had his tongue removed. I'm serious. And then you're like, ooh, and then they get up and, and anyway, they get to the actual Dilatov Pass and they're like, this is here, let's camp here. This is where the people were murdered or whatever so they're camping and then at one point there's like sex people are off yep. doing this uh, you know classic movie yep. stuff <laughs> <laughs> and she's like i want to go way around trying to find radiation so <laughs> she has her little <laughs> of course she does she's like i want to die and she finds this door on the side of a mountain so she's like, let's dig it out. And then they're like, we can't open it. And we don't want to tell the other people because they're already scared and they're already mad at me. All right. So, <laughs> and like, they're all like scared. Like the Yeti monster is going to come get them. Like they're grown people anyway. And then basically the next morning, there's a spooky, spontaneous avalanche. And so 
anyway, this crazy avalanche happens and somebody ends up dying. Someone gets super injured. I'm not even worrying about spoiling for this because just don't watch it. <laughs> okay, I'll forget. <laughs> not, anyway, and then they're trying to like save their friend who's like severely injured. And then these guys come hiking up the hill and they're like, oh, guys, help. Like he's injured and our friend's dead. And they come over and the guy's like, wait, they don't have any hiking packs. They're Soviet military, and then they come up and they wow. start shooting at them because they're like, they caused the avalanche. Like, they're trying to kill us. Like, there's a secret that we're not supposed to find out here. So they run up into this door, which they have yet to open, and they go in, and it's like a freaking cave. Like, there's no light. And there's three of them, one injured and two are just like, and then they end up finding a power switch and realize it's this whole underground Soviet place. And then they find about the Philadelphia experiment. And they're like, this is where they're hiding the things about the transportation and the teleportation. And the and then out of nowhere, these creepy monster things come out and it's totally jump scare. And oh. it's all about, they're supposed to be the crew members who were like no. distorted in teleportation and they just start killing people That's and lame. then they're running <laughs> and then they find this like there is like this like black hole teleportation thing and they're like oh this is their only way out because there's scary monsters on one side and like scary soviet military outside and then as they're they're like well let's just look around a little bit longer maybe there's something else and they start finding like dead military people and it's like this is like scary stuff and then they found out that this entire plant is run on radiation, like radioactive oh, electricity. <laughs> so that's why, like, one of the guys who had been found had such high radiation levels because he was in there, too. Anyway, at the end, they're like, let's just jump in this teleportation place. And what we're going to think of is the last place in our memory that's so fresh. And that's where it's going to take us. It's like, right before he came in here. <laughs> <laughs> so they jump through and die. And they end up outside, dead, with, like, high radiation. And then the, the and then these other hikers are coming up, and they're like, oh, my God, dead people. <laughs> and then the Soviet, like, military's like, there's nothing to see here. And then kick them out. And then oh my God. they turn into the scary people that, like, were on the inside. Oh, my God. And I was like, this is the biggest waste of my time I just ever. Could, I can picture, like, all of that clear as day. But how dare they disrespect the memory of these real people that died yeah. in a mysterious fashion with such a mediocre film. I know. That's rude. An like insulting film. I'm just shook like do people really is that the conspiracy? Is that That's like It's kind of a stretch. Awful. That's like as bad as the the staircase theory with the owl. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? No. The staircase. Well, we yeah, but how, what about the owl? There's a theory that like the way the woman died was an owl like flew in the window and scared her and then she fell down the stairs and that's the theory that's even though, possible like, but it, there no, was nothing stupid. nobody mentioned it that could happen in real life but it was not it didn't seem like a possibility well we didn't finish the documentary but apparently that's that's like what they talk about in the last few episodes oh and that's like what they go gosh. with when it's obvious that like she be murdered do you know the little little video meme thing of the owl on the swiffer and he's trying to get him out of the kitchen yeah yeah that <laughs> that's exactly what happened and then she yeah, fell down the thought. stairs she was just like oh it's on my swiffer oh no i fell <laughs> <laughs> well your, that your movie it just sounded like you took two like conspiracy theory stories and mashed them together to make them make sense somehow and it didn't 
Yeah, yeah that it just sounds... sounds like they used a random generator to like match the two and they're like let's make a story that's those two together i mean it makes me want to go to the dilatol pass i mean same I, I don't but i'd like to hear about somebody going there though. i'll tell you when i get back okay all right i mean i'll go with you but all right <laughs> okay <laughs> whitney what is your spooky movie okay i, I need to know picked a random movie off of netflix because i wasn't sure what to watch um and the movie i picked is i am the pretty thing that lives in the house which came out in 2016 have either of you seen it no, that is not, in fact, the movie that I was watching, okay. supposedly similar. I was, like, worried that Gabe and I watched the same movie because he messaged me and said that his movie had um, similar vibes to The Kindergarten Teacher and Parasite. And when I started watching mine, this movie had very similar vibes to that as well. Um, so the Netflix synopsis is... A nervous nurse who scares easily finds herself caring for an ailing horror novelist while living in a house with many secrets. Um, so this movie started off very, very beautiful. Um, it starts off with this like incredible poetic narration, um, these like beautiful images. It's just like stunning when it first starts out. Um, and there's a part like at like the five minute mark where there's like this beautiful like poem of narration essentially describing her life. And then it like zooms in on her face and she looks straight at the camera and she goes, I am Lily Saylor. I am a hospice nurse. Three days ago, I turned 28 years old. I will never turn 29. And that was just like, <sighs> oh, and then like she looks away from the camera and just like the movie starts. And it was like a very beautiful way to start the movie. That's kind of frightening. <laughs> um, yeah, it was very Unsettling. scary. I'm going to um, say that on my next birthday. Yeah. <laughs> Dark. No. Um, so nothing happened in this movie after that, though. <laughs> How is that um, even remotely similar to my movie? That's my question. <laughs> well, it gave me those vibes because she seemed like so it gave me parasite vibes because she was like moving into this house with this woman and like she seemed very creepy at first and she seemed to have some weird vibes and I was very concerned and she became like obsessed with this horror novelist and was like reading her books and stuff and I was like okay I could see how Gabe could make that connection okay so that, that's, yeah I get it, it it gave me those vibes at the beginning um this movie made me feel very claustrophobic like, it made me feel like I was locked in the house. It was extremely atmospheric, which I liked. Um, however, after I finished the movie, I was, like, scrolling through the Letterboxd reviews, and someone said that this film has um, the same amount of context as, like, a um, like a short film, but they made the main character do everything in slow motion to make it an hour and a half, and that's exactly what happened. <laughs> literally, like, literally did everything in slow motion, and there were parts where it would, like, freeze, and it would just be, like, a still picture moving across the screen with, like, narration, and she was talking at, like, 0.5 speed. That's how I feel about Dogville. Continue. <laughs> Wait, what, what, I, I need... That is a choice. I, I need to see... It was so slow. Um, it also, though... Okay, I wrote in my notes here 20 minutes of substance, which is accurate. It was There was nothing. But like, was there talking, or were you just watching things happen? There was very little dialogue. You were kind of just watching things happen, and it would be like, 
it was very weird because it would have those moments of like slow still pictures of slow beautiful narration and then all of a sudden she would be like on the phone with her friend and she's like oh my god you're such a slut and it was really weird and she was like answer the phone you whore <laughs> and like shit like oh that i don't know and she's like are you with your boyfriend oh my god you're such a slut and then there'd be like banging in the back and she's like oh my god you whore i'm scared <laughs> what? what it was weird it was so weird and it was supposed to be serious um <laughs> it was a very strange movie i fell asleep twice trying to watch this and i had to keep restart uh, like okay. rewinding hold on wait a minute i have a really ultimate question for you what? on this one we were supposed to watch a spooky movie how is this spooky it was spooky. It was about ghosts. There were ghosts in it. Oh, okay. And on Netflix, this was listed under horror movies. So oh. it's a horror movie, slut. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, yeah, it was. There were ghosts. It was trying to be spooky. It was atmospheric. Wait, were the ghosts? I, I just imagined sluts? a drama. <laughs> um, no, it was. It was supposed to be spooky. Um, it had a lot of um, references to the yellow wallpaper, which is one of my favorite pieces of fiction like literally ever um like miss bloom who is the author that she's taking care of um her bedroom has like this horrific yellow patterned wallpaper which is very similar to what is in the book um she's like the nurse is like obsessed with this mold that keeps appearing on the walls like there's it's very wall centric (laughs) and then the um, one of the most famous books that Miss Bloom publishes was called The Lady in the Walls. Like, everything is about the walls. It was very, like, obviously, like, this is supposed to be the yellow wallpaper, except nothing happens. Yeah, I mean, it was it was pretty, but it was boring. Like, I, I much prefer, like, characters to atmosphere. I mean, they're both important, but there were, like, no characters. <laughs> it was yeah. just narration and everything in slow motion. Hmm. Well, I'm gonna. That's what I watched. I want to watch it. Well, you should, but you might fall asleep. Yeah, I, don't I think, think I'd maybe really recommend maybe it. I'll go to sleep to it tonight. Good plan. Good plan. Now this my movie is completely different. Even though I thought our movies were gonna be the same, and I was really interested to like find a film similar to this one. Um, but I definitely don't think that's the answer. But you're gonna really, you'll probably feel these. Um, like parasite and kindergarten teacher vibes, but in a different way. So, um, that's kind of like within. So for the first half hour of this movie, I did think it was going to be the kindergarten teacher plus parasite. That was the first two films that came to mind. However, it later turned in. Like I realized this is more like the opposite of changeling, which we just oh, tra- talked yes. about in a previous episode. And This is really the opposite situation. So, a mother grieving the loss of her daughter encounters a young girl that has her questioning whether her daughter really died years ago. So she latches onto this family who are selling their house to learn more about this girl and allows her son to befriend this family and their children so she can spend time with this young girl and she starts to love her like her own daughter until her obsession with this family continues to escalate. Oh my God, this sounds so good. What is it? So um, I had to like, I was so uncomfortable throughout, like I had to pause um, because I couldn't handle the secondhand embarrassment and discomfort. This is a film called Angel of Mine from 2019 
It's directed by Kim Tarrant, and it's starring uh, Numi Rapace and Ivan Strahovski, the one and only, who's also in The Handmaid's Tale. Ivan Strahovski. Yeah, th- that one, Miranda from Mass Effect. She was in this film as like one of the main characters. Miranda, I need to see this even more. When I said that I like selected this film in a very random way, I was watching The Handmaid's Tale and I was like, well, I haven't checked out what movies Yvonne Strahovski's been in lately. What's she got? And this looked, this one was not getting like panned by critics. So it was like. Okay, well, I'll check it out. Wait, wait, who does she play? Does she play the one who's obsessed or, like, the mother of the girl? The mother of the girl. That's her character in Numi Rapace is the obsessed mother. Oh, I need to watch this, like, right uh, now. They, they, they're acting in that movie. Like, that is, like, that's really the only thing that kind of keeps it above water f- all the way to the end. Um, like, the cinematography is beautiful. Um, the casting is very interesting. There are plenty of accents to be heard. Um, Because you've got, it's like set in Australia, but there's like a, you get, you know, you have a Swedish main character and then there's like an English grandfather and it's like, okay, they they really could have just casted anybody in this film. That is no matter where they came from. Some white people multiculturalism. (laughs) Yes, it was very Caucasian. It was so Caucasian. But they made sure to like hit all the Caucasian points. Like, unless I'm forgetting something, I really do think it was very Caucasian. Um, the thing is, like, the, the movie was so good and emotionally gripping the whole way through. It's just the the ending, it just totally lands with a thud, sadly, at least to me. It, it could have really had a powerful, like, message or something to think about at the end, like, about empathy or motherhood, but it kind of just abandons ship on everything that it kind of builds up to, and you're just like, wait, really? Hello? Mm. What? <laughs> like, the movie, like tries to like do something clever but it, you just kind of feel like you, you know you're, it was just like ha, ha. <laughs> like that's what the end does it's like <laughs> you're just we're just josh and yeah and i'm like what i was taking this seriously guys come on <laughs> i mean to be fair on a total different note here has anyone ever actually watched a spooky slash horror movie that was good because i've never yes. yeah I love horror movies, and I feel like there's a lot of good ones. I've never seen one that I was like, yes, that scared me, and not like, oh. I will say that the movie poster for Angel of Mine, especially the title as well, made it seem like it was going to be a lot spookier than it actually ended up being, but it was still really uncomfortable and ominous, and it had like the soundtrack that goes, (laughs) I feel like the ones that really get me are the ones that are like psychological. This is so psychological. I felt... A lot. <laughs> like I will never recover from Mother and Hereditary. Those are those are up there for me. Those are up. Those are scary as hell. They're like the worst ones, especially Mother. I wouldn't like wish that on my worst enemy. Well, maybe yeah, I just same. don't watch the right horrors. Mine always end well, up. Well, haven't like... you seen like Scream? Like that is I icon- No, you've never seen I Scream. I actually haven't. <gasps> That's like. One of my favorite movies of all time. It's so like, I good. Bet it's good. Young Drew Barrymore. My oh problem my is like I my view. Oh yeah. I feel like I've seen The Ring. Like when I was too young. My view on a lot of horror was like when we were growing up, people would be like, "I watch Saw. I watch Saw too." Oh, well, that's just like gore. And I'm like, Neh. you know what? Saw one was not just gore. Did who did I watch? Did I watch that with you? No, I've never seen it. Did I've you watched watch Saw it with, with Brandon? 
Oh, I I was not present mentally if that was oh, what happened. Well, Saw was like, I was surprised because I know that like Saw 2 and Onward are like super gory and just kind of like recycling but saw one i was like this is a mystery this is a mystery thriller saw one was really good like it was like a true crime dramatization or something and i was like i really thought this was just gonna be like you know torturous to watch but in fact it was really about like you know the detectives back and forth trying to find these missing people and i'm like oh yeah and the plot (laughs) twist at the end that's like one of the best oh yes that was crazy i mean like it did totally like set the you know expectation there was going to be a second one but yeah the rest i think are solely just gore (laughs) i mean silence of the lambs did a similar thing at the end i do love silence of the lambs that's a scary movie why don't i watch that again i don't know put the lotion in the basket i was gonna watch midsummer oh but i didn't but i want to i want to but i don't know if i if i physically can I know, I've heard some I, I might some not be the things. same after watching it. I know, I just love movies that, like, destroy me. Yeah, Bridesmaids destroyed me. I hate that movie. <laughs> well, it's not you even that good, but I related. You get angrier at Bridesmaids the more years that go by. I do. You're like, it was okay, and it wasn't that special. <laughs> oh, and now I hate it. Well, it's terrible. <laughs> like, I hated it, and then you made me watch it again, and I was like, all right, it's fine. But the more I think about it, the more it just, like, makes me upset. I have, like... <laughs> A midlife crisis when I watched that. Yeah, that's like what makes that movie so hard hitting for me. Like at the end, you're supposed to be like, ah, ha, ha, and I was like, <laughs> that's, how I, that's how I felt about Step Brothers. That I movie love made that me movie. sob. Step Brothers is also, I would say, a very, like, it, it, they, it, they, those two belong together. They're like, similar. That movie, like, broke my heart. I, w- that was an orange juice bottle falling on the floor because <laughs> Gabe can't stop kicking the table. <laughs> you have to leave that in. Okay. Um, but yeah, stepbrothers made me cry because they just grew up and it was sad and I, I hated it. I know. Yeah. Anyway. Why do you need butt beds? There's more room for activities. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, need I to feel see that it again. in my soul. The Catalina wine mixer. <laughs> oh my gosh, for a future. Oh, we should keep doing this where we like pick a genre of movie and we all have to watch a movie in that genre and then talk about it. Because this was really fun. Can Will Ferrell be a genre, please? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we can just pick yeah. a movie from his soul. Not just a movie. What about Can I Have Four Beer? Isn't that, just that? A, isn't that just a 20 second video? It's like a four-minute video. Okay, we're not going to do a whole episode where you only get to watch a four-minute video. I'm sorry, but I have a lot to say about it. And me and Whitney have to watch a (laughs) 90-minute film of Will Ferrell. That's not fair. Okay, plus Blades of Glory. I don't think I've seen Blades of Glory. What? You haven't seen Scream. What? Yeah, I know. Anyway, have we we all said everything we want to say about our horror movies? I think so. Mine was a thriller. Was it everyone's a thriller? No, yours was like just no. a... Mine was a disappointment. Mine was like a university thesis project and someone was trying too hard to be pretentious. Aww. Mine was a really, really good Lifetime movie. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Whitney, do you have okay. some questions for us? Yes. This is my favorite part where I get to ask Rachel and Gabe a question that I've prepared they don't know about. And we're going to get kind of weird right now 
okay, if you guys could replace all of the grass in the world with something else, <laughs> what would you pick? <laughs> oh, I love this. Um, <laughs> AstroTurf? No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> that would be such a sad world. Like, are there still bugs living in it? Like, am I ruining... Like no, the no, world? no, 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 no. All bugs live happy lives in mason jars <laughs> okay um okay um i'm really overthinking this because like part of me wants the same the same like sensation of grass so like shag carpet but like Ew, but imagine cleaning that dogs have to poop in it still okay gross dirt can i just put dirt down <laughs> is anything else un- unaffected by this change like nothing's will- affected like but it still gets used will still be there. like a ground, right? Like like grass, I mean. Um, I didn't think about this enough. Yeah, it's still it's still like grass, but it's not grass. It's something different. Okay. Like it's a pile of staplers. I don't like that. <laughs> Imagine picking dog poop off a pile of staplers. <laughs> um <laughs> Oh, the, I'm going to uh, go with used needles. <laughs> Oh, so inner city ground. Uh, (laughs) So just Times Square. Oh, easy. Uh, It's easy now. I pick um, like a ball pit. Balls full of ball pits. Balls pits. Wow, that's so dirty. Endless sinking. I know. Well, I don't like not like five feet of. I'm gonna replace it all with quicksand. Did anyone else think that they were gonna encounter quicksand a lot more often in their adult life when they were kids? At least, like, once I, a year. I thought it was going to be a big concern. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I had nightmares about it a lot. Yeah, and I've never encountered quicksand. <laughs> Gabe, what do you choose for the ground? Um, I think this is really specific, but I think it would be perfect, especially if you go to, like, like just, a, like, don't think of, like, a soccer field where everyone goes, but think of, like, a grassy hill in the middle but of it's nature all grass. Where, where it's untouched so it's soccer fields too okay well it, it doesn't matter on soccer okay. imagine ball pit b- grass in a soccer game yeah, it's <laughs> a little, it just really screwed them so over would have to switch to astroturf permanently <laughs> um but what i would pick so like just in the in the event you're with like you're just with a pristine you know land covered in grass Blades, just envision a blade of grass, but instead of it being grass, it's the same shape. They're just like white chocolate flakes. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're hungry, you can just, you know, bend down and just grab a bunch, and it's like you're having like but Terry's dogs chocolate are oranges. Pooping. And dogs can't eat that. <gasps> Wait, it's not real chocolate though, so yeah, they can't. Well, but I, I want it to be like edible for humans if they so choose. <laughs> you would solve the world's hunger. Wait, the I'm obesity problem it with would be bad. Like soylent <laughs> cups of soylent, so oh, everyone can eat. I Whoa. guess mine was more of like a Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory fantasy. Oh, well, I kind of update my ball request to a bunch of troll dolls, so you can have like <laughs> the hair <laughs> in all the pretty colors. And it'd be soft, except for when you <gasps> step on the knot hair part, and it's plastic. Their jewel belly button. <gasps> yes. What about Ooh, Lego? Troll. Oh! <laughs> Lego bricks. That's what hell is. It would make sure all people would wear shoes. Like, you know, those few Ooh. people who just think it's okay not to wear shoes. 
Yeah. They they would start wearing shoes. You kind of just feel like walking on a rocky beach. <laughs> what do you think, Puddles? Temptations cat treats? <laughs> Agreed. Oh, what about like sourdough bread dough? Just the dough, though, not Just cooked. the dough. That's quicksand. Like, I really want to make yeah. sourdough so I could just go outside and get some sourdough and then just cook it. True. Or like any kind of bread. What dough. if it was? What if the ground was just like, uh, like I don't. This isn't possible, but like just a trampoline. <gasps> like that would be so every, fun. Why didn't you say that? So inaccessible, but so fun. Yeah. And impossible. You'd never hurt yourself falling. You just never stop falling. You just keep bouncing in your fall. What if you replace all the grass with like nothing? Like it's just empty down to the earth's core. Then we die. <laughs> just don't um, walk on the grass. That's just no planet existing. <laughs> the <Nope>. apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to replace the grass with Hershey's Kisses and the oceans with cream soda. You. I don't. I don't endorse that. <laughs> that just sounds like a bad dental experience. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. Doctor Pepper, because oh. he's a doctor. Toothbrush bristles okay i can be good that you know how nice your feet would be yeah oh your feet would be so soft have you seen those toothbrushes that are like a million bristles like literally no and they're like so packed together and apparently it's so soft i really want one how much are they that's a lot of bristles. i don't know like just, a dollar per bristle i just imagine that would be like brushing your teeth with a dog's fur ew <gasps> Whitney wants I that. Want that. I, I like having like I like getting my teeth scraped. Like that's the important oh, yeah. part. I feel like you can't do that do with dog Do you just use fur. like a paint scraper? No. Ew. Ew, I just pictured you shaving your teeth. Ew. Have eh. you seen that gif that's like the the toothbrush is the teeth and the teeth are the toothbrush bristles? No. Oh my god, it's Ew. awful. <laughs> <laughs> delicious well <laughs> no no mercy i think this episode was like pure chaos yeah this is not enjoyable i don't think to listen to i wouldn't want to hear this back rachel is laying in bed it's <laughs> late <laughs> i have been driving all day no i only drove for like an hour i have no excuse on that note, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Blanket Fort Books. My name is Rachel, and you can reach me at Abrams Records on Twitter. My name is Whitney, and I am at Wit and Wisdoms on Twitter. And also subscribe to my YouTube channel, please. And I am Gabe, and you can find me on Twitter at Boardseed. And our official Twitter is at Blanket Fort Book for listening thank you so much if you have any ideas for future episodes or questions or things you want us to touch on do let us know because we are gonna run out of ideas <laughs> rude okay bye bye